Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hi, everyone. This week, I am with Phil Opat with Subliminal Deception Podcast. Welcome, Phil. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Now, listen, I didn't know much about your podcast at all, or actually didn't even know about it, because Cody, your co-host, is the one who told me about it. And he's also a co-host on the Bumblebutt podcast. So Cody Wangan is also your co-host. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And now tell me, how did you guys get into this uh, conspiracy theory stuff? Tell me all about it. Well, basically, Cody is on Bumblebutt Podcast with his co-hosts, Jordan and Mm -hmm. Adam. And I actually had never really heard of podcasting before I went up and visited him. And he had told me that he had started this podcast. I came, visited him, and joined him on the podcast with himself and Adam. And I just got Mm -hmm. addicted to it. Uh, I went home, tried to start my own, failed miserably about a history podcast, (laughs) and me and Cody were on the phone one day, and we just had this idea for a uh, conspiracy theory podcast, and it's all just taken off from there. Yeah, you know, I have to say, I started really getting addicted to your podcast, and I'm pretty good about only interviewing podcasts that I listen to, and obviously I listen to yours, and it's so good. And let me tell you how much I loved the Princess Diana one, the actual episode on that one. I think it was like, didn't we say it was like episode 33 or 32? Yeah, it was it was in the 20s. Was it? Okay. I'm telling you, I really loved how you guys covered it. And this happens almost every time I listen to a podcast that's quality like yours. I find stuff out that I didn't know about. And I'm telling you, I was obsessed with her when I was younger. I was pregnant when she died. And I believe they think what they did is they interrupted Saturday Night Live and the news came on. And that's how I found out. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Yeah. I I was pretty young when that happened. But I also remember mm-hmm. we were watching Saturday Night Live. Uh, we only had the basic three channels back then. And that's exactly mm-hmm. how we found mm-hmm. out was Saturday Night Live got interrupted and just all the news was about that. Oh, it was horrible. And, and, but I liked your theory and I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. I, well, I don't know if you really thought that she was possibly taken out by the Royal family or somebody else, but, um, it does pose a very interesting question, doesn't it? Because yes, the guy, something Paul was the driver. The driver. And yes, he was under the influence, but who gave him all that stuff? Why were they encouraging him to do that? Or was he some kind of already addicted person? I don't know. So it kind of makes you wonder, but we don't have to get into that because you know what? I could probably talk about that <laughs> subject for a long time. So we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I was Go going to say, yeah, it's a very, it was a great episode to do really fun. It was one of Cody's episodes uh, we actually mm-hmm. alternate weeks on who's presenting the the theory, the conspiracy theories. So yeah, it was a really fun one to make, right. and it was really early on in our podcasting yeah, together. Yeah. So mm, and it was so good, and that's how I knew you were going to be good because I was like, "They're this good," and this is one of the first episodes you've done. That's pretty nice. So what is the the actual episode that stuck with you, or that you really liked the most, or that was more fun than any of the other ones you tried to uh, investigate? Um, I really it it probably wasn't our best episode but we did one on charles hall and the tall whites the tall white aliens and it was it was a lot of fun researching there was a lot of videos and a lot of articles and like books that i could go back and Mm -hmm. read and 
try to figure out what he actually believed. And the fun thing about it was whenever I do research, I always try to suspend my disbelief. I'm a very skeptical person. I think Cody and I are both pretty mm-hmm. skeptical. But mm-hmm. Which is honestly the best way you need to be in this kind of situation because you're looking at it like, I don't know if this is right or not. And to me, it's better to do that than thinking everything's a conspiracy. Everything is in paranormal. Everything's a demon. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, you know, but please continue. You de- yeah, you definitely have to come in it very even keeled. You can't come at it mm-hmm. one way or another. I think the the audience can really tell. And I mean, it does upset some people one way or the other mm-hmm. if it seems like you're right. leaning that way. But no, you're right. Yeah. And you have to be very Switzerland about a lot of things, I'm sure. And honestly, that's kind of what we need to be anyway, because I do think that there are two sides to every coin. And if you don't study both sides, then what's what's the purpose and what's the point? But now, I've never heard of whites. I've heard of grays and I've heard of uh, what are the other ones? The um, reptilians or whatever, but I've never heard of whites. Yes. So the tall whites, uh, Charles Hall was in the Air Force. He was working, I believe, in the like radio or radar. And he was sent out into the desert in Nevada. And he claims that while he was out there in his early 20s, that he was being constantly visited by these tall white aliens. And he he has nicknames for them. And it's very, he's not very articulate about it, which makes me think that he didn't exactly want to come for the fame. Last podcast on the left just did a really good episode on it actually and i actually learned a lot of things from it Mm -hmm. yeah i love their podcast hello and welcome to the subliminal deception podcast your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit my name is cody and my name is phil we're here to bring you a dose of truth to your ear holes every friday covering a wide range of thought-provoking topics such as Conspiracy theories, aliens, history lessons, paranormal, and anything else that is just plain strange. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. So give us a listen and we will give you a topic to argue with your crazy uncle over Thanksgiving dinner with. So now you were in the military and you said you lived in England for what about four years. Now, did you experience any kind of unusual activity? Maybe not alien, but any kind of unusual activity? Because I know that sometimes on uh, some of these military bases, that happens more often than people think. I've listened to a lot of podcasts about hauntings and a lot of them are on military bases. Yes. So I didn't actually. Um, I'm kind of split between if I would ever want to see like paranormal normal yeah. or alien <laughs> yeah. stuff. I don't know if I yeah, do that, or that don't be because it, in, it would be awesome to have real knowledge of it. Also, it mm-hmm. seems like such mm-hmm. a burden for anyone who actually does experience these things because there's so much flack being thrown up by people who claim mm. to have seen these things but haven't really. Right. You know. and the credibility has gone. Yes. Because there's so many people out there, you know, crying wolf every time. And so you have no idea who to believe. And I get yeah. that. That's not you're, fun. But... Basically, your ship is sunk before you leave the harbor. But it really yeah. is. But you know, it's funny when you and Cody start talking, I mean, you guys crack me up because you were so mad about the whole paparazzi with the Princess Diana thing. And I was too, but man, the way you guys tore them and ripped them a new one, that was hilarious. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, with the paparazzi situation, it's just, you, you hear mm. the stories and of all of these vultures just trying to, basically, I think we made the statement, it was almost like they would 
step on Princess Diana's neck just to get a better picture of her oh, dying. That's just my God. Wow. But but let me this leads me to something else uh, that we we're talking about just a little bit ago before we started recording. I remember listening to one of your episodes and you had mentioned that you had lived in a house that had been built with the wood from a prior house on your property. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Tell me what happened with that. That sounds interesting. And I think you might have had some things happen, right? Well, no, uh, not necessarily to me as much. Okay. I just heard some of the normal kind of stuff that you hear. But when you live in a haunted house, uh, there was footsteps uh, in the second floor that you would hear when you were on the first mm. floor, even though no one was up there. There was always mm. a weird feeling when you would be in certain places in the house. So basically, the backyard of the, my childhood home had the buried remnants of the previous house that used to be there. Mm. And you could tell okay. where it was because there was a large indent in the ground where the where the floor... Like where the foundation Yeah, was. Where, the, mm-hmm. where the previous house was mm-hmm. buried. And... From what I hear, a lot of the baseboards for the house were built from the reclaimed wood of the previous house. Mm. And that's another thing you and I talked about on all these HGTV programs where they're, you know, building all these different places and using all this antique wood, I should say, and building picnic tables or putting new wood from the older mills or wherever they got the wood. And uh, I always worry about that because I think it'd be really cool to have the old wood, but you just never know the kind of attachment to it. Yes. The fact that you heard footsteps, didn't that kind of freak you out? I mean, yes and no. I mean, you kind of get used to things. Things kind of normalize. And when you're, Mm -hmm. when you hear it pretty much the entire 18 years of your childhood, you just kind of, oh, wow. It's not really, it doesn't really get to be a thing anymore. Uh, There was an upstairs bathroom that felt extremely haunted. And yeah, the funny thing is, we had our parents living there. And at one time, we had uh, six children living in the house. There were two bathrooms in the home. But everyone used one bathroom. What? Yeah. So that tells you how much people did not want to use that upstairs bathroom was. What happened? What, what, tell me everything. I don't. I want to know how, why you guys didn't want to use oh. it if it's that haunted. So it, uh, it was really weird when you would walk into the bathroom. It was an L-shaped bathroom. When you would walk into the mm-hmm. bathroom, there was a mirror like that you would look directly at when you walked in. Mm-hmm. You would walk in and then turn mm-hmm. to your left. And once you looked at that mirror you immediately felt like there was someone staring behind you. And really? Yeah. And it just, in that bathroom, you definitely felt oh. like there was something in there. So no one ever used that bathroom. I mean, it was just, but so nothing actually happened to anyone. It's not like someone had their hair flipped or, or was touched, correct? Uh, that was, there was some instances. I don't, I don't really want to go into it because it's my brother's and my sister's kind of more experiences. Oh, sure, sure. But yeah, that kind of happened in different rooms in the house. Um, there was also the stairs. So whenever you would mm-hmm. walk down the stairs, you would immediately mm-hmm. feel like you were being chased down the stairs. And it oh. was funny because anytime we would, any of us kids would have friends over to the house, whenever they would come down the stairs, like the first time that they would come over to the house, whenever they would come down the stairs, they would immediately Immediately, you would hear them running down the stairs, taking two or three steps at a time, just trying to get down and from there. Because they felt like something was behind. That's like the eeriest feeling. Because like we used to live in, I used to live in Kansas and we had basements. And I remember it'd be so dark down there. And my brothers and sisters would always shut the light off when I was the last one coming up. And when it's dark in a basement, you know how dark it yes. is. And I would run up the stairs because I always thought something was chasing me. But just to have that feeling when the lights are on, I could, I can't imagine that. That would scare the crap out of me. Yeah, it's weird too because. Oh 
it was everyone. There was never anyone who you wouldn't hear just storming down those stairs. Yeah, because it wasn't like they're like, oh, no big deal. You guys are being weird. No, everybody felt that way. Yeah. That is so weird. And uh, wow. in high school, my brother did some research from a family who moved to that house uh, from a mm-hmm. house that they had previously rented. And apparently mm-hmm. there may have been a ghost that followed them named Charlie. And supposedly how really? Charlie died was he had fallen down the stairs. Oh, so maybe he's just trying to help them up the stairs so they don't fall. <laughs> or, yeah, we don't know. Like, it's it's just when you hear that story, you hear the stories about the family that used to live in the home and like what they experienced. Even the children, when dinner time came around, they would set a place at the table for Charlie because they felt his presence so much. Wow. Yeah. But I think you, the fact that you lived in a haunted house, or at least for a little while, I understand now why you might be more skeptical of other people. Yes. Because you have actual, it actually happened to you. Not necessarily to you, but it happened around you and you have feelings. You knew the genuine feel of it as opposed to just, oh, there's there's a ghost here and I don't know if I believe them. I mean, everybody felt that way, especially with the bathroom thing. So I understand why you're skeptical now. Well, yeah, I would say I'm probably more skeptical of uh, myself because I only, it feels like I only had kind of more secondhand experiences with that sort of thing. Mm. If I would have had it actual firsthand like seeing a ghost or like an Mm -hmm. apparition or something like that I may feel differently about it nowadays but I I think I just have a skeptical nature so I think that kind of lends to it too. Yeah but that's that's the best way to do it when especially when you have a podcast especially with conspiracy theories and with you know any kind of haunting kind of podcast you you really need to go in with both sleeves up and let's let's get into this because I do think that things can be haunted and I do think things can be followed by spirits. Yes. Do I think everything is? No. Do I think everything's a demon? No. Do you think every story <laughs> is true? Thing. No. No. Uh, you know, just like these conspiracy theories. Yeah. No one really will ever know, but it, it is interesting. So you guys talk about conspiracy theories. Now you also um, are thinking about, or actually I think it's in the works. You are, you're also going to have a history podcast, correct? Yes. So one of the things that I'm going to do, I'm planning on an October 1st release date mm. of my first episode or my first few episodes. Nice. I'm going to do a bi-weekly history podcast where I mainly talk about like headline historical figures, uh, people who really, Mm, really got into the history books, people who have whole chapters written about them, and also do some people who are slightly less than the main headline people. But Right. Can you give us a hint on who is your first uh, episode going to be about? uh, I'm going to actually do my first one being uh, Alexander the Great. It's who I've settled on my first one. Nice. Okay, well, that'll be interesting. I love that. I, I love that you're not just sticking with contemporaries. You're going further and further back. You know, um, I can't wait. And October, you said, is your October like, the first. first week or so? Yeah. October 1st. Okay, cool. You may have to do like a Halloween episode, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I already probably, we were planning on doing Halloween episodes for Subliminal Deception. So I might actually oh, do yeah. maybe a famous like a witch hunter or someone like that. There you go. Heck yeah. Yeah. We love to hear that. But I, I got to tell you, I really love your podcast. And I also know I got, I got to mention this because you said in one of your episodes, you used to work at Jimmy John's. Yeah. I still love it. They have great sandwiches, even though I've eaten a million of them. Do you know I love Jimmy John's? (laughs) 
I had to mention it. That sounds so bad. I'm I'm not getting paid. I promise. But that is so funny. I'm telling you. Um, I bet you can make a mean sandwich now, can't you? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty much just like a factory assembly line when you work there. But it's uh, it was it yeah. was a lot of fun. I've actually worked at two different ones. I worked at a college Jimmy John's in Cedar Falls, Iowa. And we had a lot oh, okay. of, it was all college now, kids. It was a lot of fun. And then I've also worked at a corporate Jimmy John's in St. Paul, which probably sucked oh, nice. half of the soul out of my body. But <laughs> hey, you know what? You're eating good. I tell you what. Now, tell me how you and Cody met. Because I don't know if everyone gets how you guys met. Because you're in Arizona. He's in Minnesota. That doesn't fit unless you guys, you know, met online. But I don't think you did. No. So <laughs> we actually met in kindergarten uh, in Cresco, Iowa. We went to the same Catholic That's school. That's hilarious. Oh, how funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the nuns were all probably smacking your wrist all the time, both of you guys. Right? Yeah. Well, we were both pretty <laughs> much, I think Cody was a little bit more of a troublemaker than me, but yeah, pretty much. It's funny because <laughs> I was pretty much an atheist from the time I was seven years old. So I had really? to deal with all that religion stuff for all those years in Catholic school. But yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it was an odd experience going to a Catholic school. Well, I could only imagine um, going to the Catholic school, but you know, I'm surprised you said you're an atheist. Are you still an atheist? And if that's getting too personal, then we oh, can yeah. not I, talk about I it. Oh yeah, I mention but, it all the time. Okay. Well, the reason I ask is because if that's the case, then how do you explain ghosts? You know, do you think that... In my theory, this is my personal, someone has a gun to my head, tells me to tell, you know, come up with a theory of ghosts. I would say we all want to know. I would I would say that ghosts are more likely kind of like a tear in the fabric of time, almost like a a second Mm -hmm. dimension or another dimension. And we're not really seeing a ghost interact with us. We're probably more seeing just kind of a tear in some kind of fabric of space and time and seeing into another like a portal, seeing into another dimension. So I don't think that... So we could be a ghost in their world and they're a ghost in our world kind of thing, right? Yes. Yeah, and I think maybe... I kind of have a theory that maybe if their death was traumatic or they had something very traumatic in their life at that time, we might be... It might have been powerful enough to like possibly rip that fabric. But that's... I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just my theory. I don't actually... I might give it like 2%. It's it's just my theory. I don't really think that... A person dies and their spirit becomes a ghost. I don't really believe that. Right. And well, nobody really knows what happens, obviously. Yeah. But um, but that's interesting to me because that's why I asked you the question, because it's interesting to me how you're affected by the things in your past, whether you think because some people, those kinds of things happen and all of a sudden they're like, OK, now I believe in life after death. And now I believe, you know, reincarnation, blah, 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 yeah. whatever. But it's funny how you've kind of kept your same thought of no, this is what I believe and this is how I how I feel, which is perfectly fine. Um, we're all entitled to wh- whatever we believe, but it's interesting. And that's why I do this podcast. I love to get in your head and find out why you feel the way you do. But how has this new podcast with Cody? I want to know that. Uh, how is this, has it changed your mind on conspiracy theories? Has it made you hmm. more or less interested in that kind of thing? Or are you even more skeptical about all the things that you're, y'all are talking about? Is it just a bunch of crap that people want to talk about, you know, as far as conspiracy theories and, and they're just putting out there for everybody just to, just to confuse people like QAnon or whoever else, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I do have, I've always really been interested in conspiracy theories and kind of like the thought mm-hmm. behind where conspiracy theories come from, kind of like this, it's almost like a group think 
sort of way. I took a mm-hmm. class in college on American conspiracy theories, and it was really interesting to see some of the origins of where these conspiracies came from. There's, mm-hmm. I would say, doing this podcast with Cody for the year and a half that we've been doing it, I still have the exact same amount of high interest in conspiracy theories and their origins what people believe. I kind of, I love to get into people's heads uh, about conspiracy Mm -hmm. theories, but I would say it's made me much more skeptical. I think 10 years ago, if you would have asked me, I would have believed in a lot more conspiracies that I do not believe now. So, I mean, I still have, I still have the ones that I really like. There's JFK, aliens, all Mm -hmm. of those that I really think could possibly be possibly a conspiracy, not a conspiracy theory. Actually, true. But I, I agree with you on the whole Kennedy thing, and we don't have to get into that. But I, I something something's fishy there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah, that's that. What that wasn't, mm-mm. and I don't know if it had anything to do with Johnson or not. I, that's another whole you know bag of worms. But go oh ahead. yeah, <laughs> uh, especially the death of Robert F. Kennedy too. That one was a very mm. very interesting topic that we covered uh on an episode uh i started i started listening to that and I, for some reason i couldn't i did i wasn't able to finish because i had to go do something but um yeah the saran saran guy yes. um that was they call it the kennedy curse but i kind of think it's the kennedy uh conspiracy <laughs> where everybody's just like no they're we don't like these guys they've they've pissed too many people off i don't know yep. <laughs> maybe i'm wrong <laughs> yeah i mean but uh, there's there's a lot of sacred cows that i've killed off since starting this conspiracy podcast but i mean it has made me more skeptical and i still do love mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. it's just i don't mm-hmm. believe that there were some that i used to believe are true or possibly true and really? now i i've taken a like a really discerning look at them and i do not believe that some of those that i used to believe are true so isn't that interesting though see the things that you could learn and the things that, that just change the way you think and that's so fascinating to me how you can do a 180 and go okay no i don't believe that anymore i don't know what it was do you do you care to share which one it was um, or which ones it was? Which ones it was? I would say um, <laughs> probably a lot of the military ones that I used to believe. I think like the USS mm. Maine. Uh, I used to think that it was a total conspiracy by the U.S. government to start a war with Spain. But then when you really look into it, that ship's design, mm-hmm. it was a poor design. And the explosives were put right up near all of these flammable items. And it was like a powder keg, like a tinderbox. And it just, if it just went oh. up, you know, it was an accident mm-hmm. and they, they did use it to go to war with Spain as propaganda, right. but I don't think it was a false flag like I used to. That's probably the biggest one I right. used to believe. It's like, it's like this recent Beirut thing. Everybody was like, oh no, it was, you yep. know, some kind of terrorist. And it wasn't that they, they just said, listen, no, we told them a long time ago, like six years ago to get all these explosives off of this, wherever it was stored by the, by the bay. And they never got around to doing it. And now you see what happened, yep. but you know, the, but the first thing, think about it, because of all the things that have happened in our world, the first thing we think of is, oh my God, it was a terrorist. Yeah, everybody thought that it was, I just actually read that story yesterday. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. thought it was a huge terrorist attack. It turns out it was mm-hmm. incompetence by bureaucrats that led to it, yeah. basically. <laughs> and and it's sad because, you know, people, obviously people died, yes. people uh, were injured. Uh, the city doesn't even look the same. Half of the city is gone, mm-hmm. or more than half, I think. But it just goes to show you, we're all so ready just to fire on anything remotely 
what's the word? I'm Conspiratorial. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's that's the thing. It's changed everybody's way of thinking. 9-11 changed how we think Um, any kind of bombing uh, anywhere now. Yeah, that's the first thing we all think. It doesn't matter. That's the first thing we think. It's the first thing I think. Okay, was it a terrorist? Oh, it wasn't. Oh, okay. That I'm surprised. It was just an accident. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, (laughs) it's not the right. Maybe it's not the right way to think. But that goes to show you. It's not always a ghost. It's not always a demon. It's not always whatever it is. And you have to pull up your sleeves and really dig in. And now you have a whole different feeling about the USS Maine and all the other things that you thought were totally conspiracy theories. So yeah, so definitely this day and age, we have like media comes at us so quick. And we have all of these possibilities that kind of pop up right in front of us. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. with more information they're not getting like the facts in as quickly as they should. Right. A lot of the theories right. come out at lightning speed, but the facts are still have to be dug up. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. When I was talking to your co-host, Cody, and I'm going to tell you her name the correct way, because I kept saying Amanda, Amanda, and then I said her last name wrong. Amanda Knox. Knox. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, everybody thought so differently of her and come to find out she was so different and not anywhere near what they thought. But the thing is, everybody is so ready to jump on anything and look at it negatively every single time. Sometimes crap just happens. Yeah, there's... To, to good people and... and and good things happen to bad people. It's just the way it is. It seems like every time I watch a like a true crime documentary or something on those really big cases, uh, you always mm-hmm. see it's almost like propaganda being thrown around by some newscast or some talking head on a TV show telling everyone to immediately yeah. hate one person or another in these situations. And there isn't even an investigation really started into what really happened, but it's almost like they're already being hung by the general public. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I think that happens way more often than than I'd like to see happen because there are so many times where, and the media has such, they have such a huge responsibility. And when they fail at it, whether it's a talk show, whether it's just a newscast, it does no good. And all it does is bring more trauma to whomever or whatever happened. You can't just go and especially in this day and age, you can't just go off and spout off what you think anymore. You're going to get in trouble. And I wish they would be more accountable or held accountable more. And it was more of a truer situation as opposed to Fox only does it this way or CNN only does it that way. Whatever venue you're looking at, it's it's sad. I wish there was just somebody that just talked about the facts and this is what's going to happen and everybody, this is the situation. Yes. So it kind of makes me think I've, I've been hearing a lot about in the past 30 years since news media mm-hmm. became monetized and they really like made a switch from caring about the journalism and caring about the material to caring about mm-hmm. profits. And it really seemed- And their ratings. And their ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Ad revenue. Mm-hmm. Big, a big one's ad sure. revenue. And really, they just have kind of strayed away, not all news outlets, I should say, but a lot of these news outlets have strayed away from hard-hitting truths, journalistic integrity, and they have gone to, in this day and age, it's clickbait. These news stories have no no body, no nothing. Great it's all title. Great way to put it. Great way to put mm-hmm. it. Because I don't want just the liberal side. I don't want just the conservative side. I want the freaking truth. Yeah. I just want the truth. I don't care where you lean. That means nothing to me. I want to know the truth. And if you can't tell me the truth, and if I can't trust you, I'm not going to watch you. Now, that doesn't mean that particular news station's not going to disappoint me either. But I'm very selective on how I watch and where I watch the news now. Yes. Just for that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I one thing that I kind of hate in this like brand new media culture, like the new internet media, is how easy mm-hmm. it is for people who have no background in journalism, no no real ability to do like the work that needs to be done to write these stories, mm-hmm. but. Because of how easy the internet is to use, they can put something up that looks just as professional as a real media company could put up. And Mm -hmm. all of these Mm -hmm. people read these articles or just read the headlines is what happens more or less now. And they think that that's the news. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But especially like my kids' age, you know, 17, 18, 19s, 20s, who don't watch the news, but get it on Instagram or get it on um, Snapchat or Twitter. And they think it's real news. That actually happened the other day with my daughter. She, I can't remember what she, it was about, but I, I was, I had to correct her and go, no, babe, that's not how it happened. And she was like, oh, well, I heard it on, I think it was on Snapchat or something. And there was a little part of a truth in it, yep. but most of it was just hogwash. And I'm like, she believed it. And I understand why she believed it. She didn't know, but I'm glad we talked about it because now she takes everything with a grain of salt. I hope she does at this, in this day and age with COVID. Oh my Lord. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that, that's the trick with that kind of journalism is they take a little nugget yeah. of truth which legitimizes mm-hmm. the entire do. body mm-hmm. of bullshit. So there's this nugget it, of gold in a yeah. pile of shit. Mm-hmm. It, that's exactly right. And it sucks because these poor kids are sucked in. And you're right. It's clickbait. They think it's the right. And, and she'd never would have said anything to me. We just happened to be talking about it. And you know what? Listen to me. I could talk to you about conspiracy theories probably all day long, but here's the deal. I know you have to go, but I want everyone to know the name of your podcast again. So give them the name. I want them to know where to find you. And I also want you to tell everyone the name of your new podcast that'll be coming out October 1st and all of your social media. So go, go, go. So my podcast that I do with my co-host Cody is called Subliminal Deception a conspiracy theory podcast, and it can be found basically wherever you get your podcast from. So Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, everywhere. Uh, Cody and I both have our own Instagrams. Mine is at sdpodphil. That's my personal one. We also have our podcast Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast. Uh, My other soon-to-be podcast that I'm starting in October is going to be called History's Headliners. Love that name. Yeah, and I'm gonna. It's gonna be a bod, bi-weekly podcast, and I'm gonna try okay. to do really hard-hitting ones to give people the best historical figures that I can right off the bat. So no, and I can't wait for that one because I love history anyway. So you being a skeptic already, and you digging deeper than probably a lot of people would with this type of thing, I can't wait. Listen, Phil, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for being on my show tonight. Thank you very much for having me. If you like what you heard please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.